0: Conquer Local. It's really a breath of fresh air, good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem.
1: The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one.
0: Conquer Local
1: with Vendasta,
0: hosted by Jeff Tomlin.
1: Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Rish Bhandari. Rish is a founder and CEO of Content Beta, a creative as a service for tech companies. He's a growth hacker with a background in investment management and engineering. He's co-authored the popular ebook, Customer Training Maturity Report 2021 with renowned expert, Brian Childs. And he's very active in the customer education community. He also hosts two hit podcasts, The Product Marketing Show and New Things in Customer Education with thought leaders and experts of the industry discussing how to strategize, scale, and grow product marketing and customer education. Get ready, Conkers, for Rish Bandari coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Rish Bandari, welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. Hey, it is a pleasure to have you on here today. Um, hey, say a few words, introduce yourself to the audience, uh, a little bit about you and a little bit about your company.
0: So hey hi, I'm Rish. I'm calling from India. Um, I run a company called Content Beta. I'm I'm a founder and CEO. I say founder first, CEO second, because founder has this uh, real hustle mentality. Um, uh, we're we're creative production services for software companies, help them scale content for product marketing and go to market. Um, I'm really excited to be here, Jeff.
1: Hey, well I'm excited to have you here and uh, this is a a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, Clearly, so you're an expert on the topic of video and you're an expert in the in the field of product marketing. So maybe just to start things off, um, there's a lot of things that have changed uh, in the marketing world and uh, in the way that people are using video over the last few years. Um, How is the proper way that people should be thinking about video when it comes to even specifically product marketing? Um, I think
0: you should think about video, like how generally people consume content, right? So today you see the the newer generation consuming content, which is more in the short form. You'll see reels, TikTok, uh, YouTube shots, and you'll notice the attention span is going down, right? And this, this is the biggest learning for video marketers because your video content has to serve to that attention span. Um, there is, I mean, the, the 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 opportunity for long form videos is more of live, more of podcast, and less for consumption of content on YouTube or your own website or blogs. So that's number one, right? So cater to the audience where the attention span is less. Now, coming, taking the same learnings to product marketing, I think uh, a the content should be crisp, and b you should show real stuff. So previously how how probably product explainers video were shown they were you will see like a person climbing a mountain there are trees and there are office building lots of characters and probably uh, a bit of storytelling in terms of characters i think people are done with that people want to see real stuff they don't they they I mean you look at TikTok videos, right? They're not professionally finished, if I would say they're not, they are probably lo-fi. People are okay to compromise on the fidelity of the, the produced video, but it has to show real stuff. So if you're a product marketer, keep on showing your product. Try to show the benefits your product will have by actually showing that happening in your product, right? So product-led growth is not just for for sales, it's also for videos or for any content you publish. So I think these two things are pretty crucial. One is cater to the lower attention span of the audience and show real stuff. If you want to show people, show real customers, show real product, show real
1: application. You know, it's interesting that you say that because um, I, I saw a number of companies over you know the, the recent years um, storytelling and product marketing and getting away a little bit from showcasing their product. And one of the things that we've been thinking about here more and more is how do we, show short stories about how you execute a particular use case in the product to get a job done and do it effectively and in a short period of time. So it's interesting to hear you say that, it sort of reinforces some of the things that we've been thinking about here, but because it, at the end of the day, when you're thinking about a product, it, it, it's way more helpful to see how something can help you get a job done and practically um and being able to do that in in a short form is is uh you know still i think i think it's an art for for people to be able to do that in a in a very effective way totally a lot of marketers tell me that hey my product is way too complicated
0: and if i try showing the application uh, the audience might be overwhelmed and we normally advise that hey try to show your show your product UI UX in a simplified way. Don't try to overwhelm with like showing your complete product at once if you're trying to show like one particular panel, one particular use case. Just focus on that. Don't let your viewers or
1: your audience's eye blaze around the entire screen. So I think, yeah, so I I, I still stand by that here. Yeah. You know, um, Rich, one of the things at the very top of my mind right now is learning management systems, training and onboarding, um, because we've had to do a lot of work in, in that area recently. And I've also come across some learning management systems that are really, really done well. And I've signed up to a few products that I was really, really impressed with the onboarding and they use video. And so talk a little bit about, you know, how people can really effectively use video in for, for training and onboarding, because that's a really, really critical part of you know the entire customer journey. Yeah, um, I think training and onboarding definitely don't get the
0: budgets marketing content gets. So that's the number one problem to solve that, hey, reward, I mean, allocate budget for educating your existing customers as much as you're trying to acquire new customers. Um, so that's one. A um, Second, I would say uh, most people are trying to use Videos like a click here, click there kind of a approach, right? Nobody likes learning, right? Nobody. I mean, we've all been students. Nobody, nobody loves studying for hours um, unless you're like way too motivated, right? Um, so to to compensate that, um, add a bit of quick win, add a bit of storytelling even in your training videos. I mean, one cool example is if if I'm an email marketing platform, right? And I can teach my audience how to use my email marketing platform to send their email campaigns. Now, how can I add more value? I can tell them that, hey, if you try to use these subject lines or if you try to use the first name of the recipient in the subject line, your open rates will drastically improve. Um, and these kind of quick wins really helps your customer to to win, customer to uh, lo- to absorb from your content and make a difference because your goal is to not make your customer very good at your product your goal is to make him the best email marketer right if you're an email marketing software so i think uh so a couple of things so go beyond your typical product training and try to make your customer a better professional um and be add a bit of add a bit of entertainment or i would say storytelling in your training don't let it be just click here click there give some context Talk about some best practices. Talk about some pitfalls. Um, you got to make it interesting. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of, at least the compliance training kind of stuff, which was the most boring kind of training, are heavily moving towards story storytelling. That right? you put them into situation, make like a movie parody, so that the episode sticks in their head. Um, and, and I think if if you, and, and it's accepted fact, right, that the the completion ratio for online training or online recorded courses is less than two percent. Coursera has proven this. Udemy has proven this, and yeah. these are um, great platforms. And how do you? So it's our. It's a question on us that how what what can we do to motivate our learners uh, to to complete complete the, the course content. I mean, try to motivate by gamification. Probably you could share certificates which they could put on their LinkedIn or probably you could involve them in some other activity for which they feel involved. Um, so I think, yeah, I think uh, those two things, one is try to give more than product
1: training and make it a bit more entertaining. It, you know, it's a good point. You brought up Coursera there and I just recently took a course through Coursera for OKRs. So it was OKR training, objectives and key results and being able to do that. and and. Uh, um, they'd done a, a, such a good job of, you know, showing short little videos that were no more than two to five minutes at the at the most, and then a little bit of reading, and then a you know a little quiz to take afterwards. But the the, the format was really really engaging, and you know I thought what a, what a, an amazing format for product onboarding and training to to have that type of approach because it really keeps you engaged, and you know they did a really good job with the videos too. You know that you it wasn't hard to stay engaged with the video and they told stories. And uh, um, so I I think the path to getting there is is proven out by by others and you just have to follow it and it's not a really heavy lift to get there. Totally. And I
0: think one of the key element is also to humanize, right? So if whatever product training you see in the software world, it's mostly like screen recording. Yeah. Uh, first case, it's like a loom recording with the person in the circle. Um, yeah. And sometimes the audience will feel that, hey, Am I is somebody teaching me, or I'm just watching like a bunch of videos? Um, and and that's I mean that's where where we've seen the audience retention the most. If you have like a uh, like an instructor or somebody from the product team who could just step up on the camera at the start at the end of the video, you basically humanize the connection, right? Yeah. Uh, videos are normally one way communication. You it doesn't get fe- it doesn't get feedback about how it should improve. But if you add elements which humanizes this relationship. I think you could definitely improve the um, the content retention for that those kind of people.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So let, let me back up a little bit. So I because I jumped right into training and onboarding, but let's back up. You know, further in the funnel. Um, you know, at the beginning of sort of the customer journey, and and talk a little bit about strategies and how you can use content uh, throughout. You know, the the primary stages of your funnel. As uh, through the middle of the funnel and all the way down to the bottom of the funnel to increase conversions.
0: Sure. So, so I divide funnel into three parts, top, middle, and bottom. And and probably one uh, when, when one starts working on a video marketing project, you should be aware that what are your goals, right? Because if your goal is to get somebody gets get signups, probably you're not at the top of the funnel. In top of the funnel, your goal is to get awareness, tease your audience to learn more, right? So let's say you have a certain what. What, what's your goal? Um, and probably at the top of the funnel, you could create content which is more educational in nature, where it's not it's not like you're pitching pitching your product, but probably you can sneakily talk about uh, how do you solve these kind of problems, which are which your product solves, or what are the best practices, or uh, probably even um, run podcasts or webinars around the industry trends. Uh, best practices or somebody's success story. So, these kind of educational content helps your audience discover you and helps you improve brand awareness. And the way to measure the success is what's the kind of engagement. If you put it on social media, how many views, how many impressions do you get? And so, that's how you measure success of this kind of content. In middle of the funnel kind of content, your goal uh, so you have to assume that your audience is basically in the stage where he's problem aware and solution aware, and probably in the middle of evaluating a couple of products. Um, and the ca- kind of content you show there is actually your product. So you throw them product explainers, product demo videos, show what are the use cases, um, and, and sometimes even some bit of how-to videos to show that, hey, you even care about educating your customers. The goal of middle-of-the-funnel uh, kind of content is to see how many sign-ups or how many demo requests do you get. Um, the bottom of the funnel, there is, there's a thin line between middle and bottom of the funnel for video marketing because some content can be reused in bottom of the funnel too. But I would strongly focus on customer videos, right? So you, um, you talk to your customers, grab your customer's voice and face and um, their words and try to uh, try to create like a like a short one minute two minute kind of a story because that kind of content is more believable than account executive talking a thousand words um uh, customer videos are are relatable and they talk in the language your customer really un- your pro- prospects really understand what uh, the way to measure success of that kind of content is basically how many conversions do i get so so uh, in a nutshell basically for these 3 three uh, stages of the funnel. Uh, first, you've got to be clear about what are your goals and hence where is this going to be hosted and then what type of content you could access to. One another cool way of really expanding the top of the funnel is by reusing existing content, right? So, let's yeah. say we are doing a webinar or let's say when we're doing this podcast, what I would do is we could we could turn this 30-minute into probably five one-minute clips and put it up on shots, TikTok reels, and you got a brand new set of audience who will learn more about this podcast. Um, so I think it's easier to make top of the funnel content uh, by repurposing existing content. The biggest challenge I think is in the middle and bottom of the funnel, where you've got to push a lot of product content, where you've got to push a lot of use cases. Um, um, and I think that's where the biggest scope of improvement is.
1: You know, I, I, I was happy to hear you touch a little bit on reusing content, because sometimes um, people can start running out of ideas. But if you think about it the right way and you're really good at reusing content, you, you, you could almost have an unlimited amount of content that you can use to grow your top of the funnel and, and you know, even down into the middle. And I, I like the way that you map that out in the, uh, you know, the goals that you have top, middle and bottom awareness, consideration, decision-making stage. Um, one of the things that you know, we were struggling with you know, in our office was uh, reusing existing stuff and creating sort of that unlimited supply of, of content that we could grow the top of the funnel with. But if you think about it the right way and, and you, you reuse stuff, um, you really can create almost an, a seemingly un- unlimited source of, uh, of information that you can put out there so content repurposing is a tricky topic i mean most people think that hey
0: i've now created a blog now i can create like 10 other formats i could create twitter threads i could create videos shots um i wouldn't say it's very easy i mean you first got to figure out what's the content strategy i mean where like i described in the previous uh, discussion that where you want to focus your energy on is the marketing focused on top of the funnel or where do you put your bucks on um, so once you have ascertained that i think we could one put focus on reusing that content in those areas and for that the formats differ right so if you' are doing uh if you're doing like real top of the funnel you don't want to create case studies or white papers um you may want to create more co- more shorter form content which can be easily consumed so for instance social media um, or even video platforms um the second thing about content repurposing um, uh, I mean, especially in the videos which I see, is people uh, people just clip those ends and uh, just post it right with some caption. Um, that that I would say is probably one of the lazy ways because the way content is evolving, the customer is having a lot of choices, right? I mean, any viewer is having a lot of choices, so you got to. Uh, prove your audience that hey, you, des- you this con- piece of content deserves more attention than any of the content you're consuming, and for that, the production quality has to be high, um, and that's why I mean, although low-fi videos or low-fidelity videos isn't but the production quality cannot be compromised in terms of sound, in terms of the shots, in terms of even using B-rolls. Um, so yeah, so so make a strategy, uh, figure out where you
1: want to put all your money on and then focus on that format, that piece of content. I, I like the way that you walked through that. And, and uh, I, I jumped around a little bit. I was excited and I jumped all the way into the product side of things and onboarding right at the beginning. And then you walked very logically through the funnel stages and how you can use content in the different parts of those funnel stages, and then how you can repurpose content. Um, So let's go back a little bit. And so one of the things we talked about at the beginning with Academy courses, and I I talked a little bit about that Coursera course that I took, Um, they can be really, really effective, not just for customer onboarding and and creating customer engagement, um, but also um, you can use courses to grow the top of your funnel to as another way to to bring people into your company, and then you can use it for product adoption as well. Um, so, t- talk a little bit about you know some of the top considerations that people should think about when they're using video in in academy courses. Um, so, I think courses are a bit more than a single video, right? So you
0: might have series of eight videos or 15, it could be like a 30-minute course or 20-minute course or an hour-long course. Uh, so first thing, keep your content short. I mean, micro content is not just like a buzzword, it's real. Uh, with decreasing attention span, you've got to keep your content short so that somebody can consume one piece of content and come back to it tomorrow. Um, the second piece, uh, which we've seen most uh, returns when we were building an academy for another software company uh and and previously what they used to do is they used to teach like the product um or even the function that hey how do you how do you do workflow automation in your accounts department or in your hr department and they created a series of videos and probably taught their product in the middle and that's how they created content what we did was we uh we made a storyline, right? And this story cuts from start to the end. So we made a fictitious office space, and then gave made some characters um, and put up scenarios and try to address, find solutions to those scenarios. Um, and 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 what we've noticed is around 63% of the people who started the course ended the course. And so that's a big feat in wow. in uh, the market where the average completion is two to five percent. Um, so I think uh, micro content and storytelling is is uh, equally important. Oh, one more thing, I, mean, I really loved how you said that you could even use courses for the funnel. Um, educational content is, uh, I mean, HubSpot has proven that. Right, Drift and lots of other SaaS companies have created um, academies and content to teach people about how to become better professional. Um, and and this has been proven in the past too. You can even you can even make these courses. You can even monetize these courses, right? So so let's say if I'm a performance yeah. marketer and I've spent some money um, on a marketing campaign, and probably one of the uh, one of my prospect buys the courses, you could basically get your CAC back uh, in in this way. Um, I wouldn't recommend this is I wouldn't say this is applicable for everybody, but if you're if you are dealing with mass mass market, like probably uh, even lower end of the SMBs in your market is you probably you might want to try that. Um, so I think, and, and this has been proven by people who have done books, right? You, you would have seen uh, founders writing books uh, around like Drift Dave Gerhardt and uh, they, they wrote a book and that book book sold a lot, right? And that was like quasi-marketing. Um, so that's a cool way of using, uh, but in that case, the content production quality has to be high, right? Because you're not dealing with customers, you're dealing with prospects, and they judge you. They judge you by how your 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 brochures look, they judge you by how your websites look and how your social media looks. So if you're trying to focus on your educational content for top of the funnel, I think make sure the production quality is really high.
1: Yeah. So I, I like that thought a lot. And and I like what you said about um, getting, you know, some of your CAC paid back um, before you've even landed your customer, because you know every, everybody's goal is to lower your, uh, you know the the acquisition costs uh, of of acquiring a customer and and that, that payback period and how long it takes to actually get your money back and and so I, I, I like that you know uh, Rish we, we know that video increases um, uh, the the attention span that you have it increases adoption it increases conversion you know throughout throughout the funnel. Um, but how, how do you address, um, a- attribution challenges, um, because, you know, it's still with video, it can be challenging understanding and, and providing the, you know, the attribution, um, you know, to, to the particular medium.
0: Um, so I think attribution, um, is difficult. I mean, I, 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 think of video as, uh, as a, a quasi dark funnel kind of, uh, concept where you could see the success, but you can't perfectly attributed, right? But but depending upon the stage of funnel, I think one could look at the success, right? So if I'm at the top of the funnel, and if my video has, let's say 10,000 views, right? Or, uh, and if your competitor has 2,000 views, you could say that your video has done a far better job atop the funnel in reaching out the audience. Now, I can't expect that that video will, I, I can't expect that that piece of content will drive me conversions, or can I measure the number of signups using that kind of videos, I can't, right? Because that piece of content was designed for top of the funnel. Uh, but if you're really creating content for middle and bottom of the funnel, um, I think there is, I would say a gray, I mean, a, a not not like black and white, but slightly gray way of measuring this is, uh, let's say if you're doing for middle and bottom of the funnel, you say how much, how much uh, what's the conversion ratio, right? and you could attribute part of it to the sales enablement content or the content which you use to it to the customers in the pipeline or in the funnel. Um, in the post, uh, post-conversion post kind of thing, I think a lot of customer education product marketers do is they measure the success, they measure the retention ratio of the customer or uh, what's the churn rate or even what's the consumption of the course content, right, Or the consumption of the video content. Um, uh, I'll still say there is no black and white way to measure or attribute the success uh, accurately for a video. But in different stages of fun and different types of content, I could you could do that.
1: You know, Rish, we've had a lot of uh, success here through uh, different projects, um, increasing the effectiveness of those using video. Um, and I think a lot of people are using video in a lot of interesting ways right now. But for the people out there that are... Um, uh, not doubling down on on their usage of video. Sometimes it's helpful to hear like a practical example. Do you have like a um, a real life example of somebody that's taken video? Either they weren't using it before and they really increased you know their conversions or their the, the effectiveness of a particular program at the end of the day, um, or they, they they either they were either weren't using it or they just doubled down on on video and had a. a, a I guess a function change in their uh, in their results. So I think one of our
0: customers we helped them with a video course. They were into no code automation, um, and we helped them creating create video course. And they initially wanted it. Hey, I wanted something for my customers, partners, and uh, yeah. vendors. Um, and then we said, sure, we could do that. Um, and then slowly, because the content was so good, the marketing team thought, hey, can I use this for top of the funnel? Right, and let's see how it works they priced that video to say 500 dollar uh, ticket price and probably cheaper if you do it for a team and they could see people signing up and and those kind of audience uh, they had they had a lower cap uh, because because they had paid some money to get into the course and they were they actually bought the course and bought into the the products or the the company's philosophy of how to do automation in your organization um, so I think that's one one success. Another cool way to start with video marketing, and it, it might seem um, a bit odd, is uh, I think personal branding, right? Um, in this age of uh, social media, I mean, everybody wants to be a thought leader on LinkedIn. Everybody wants to uh, want to listen to your thought leaders on Twitter. I think um, sometimes it's easier to just research on the topics which is creating buzz in your domain, and start recording content. Uh, you don't need fancy studio. I mean, you could just order a, a 1080p camera and a good condenser microphone at your home, and you can start recording. Um, and what you could basically do with this new tools like Canva and capturing on like online editors you don't even have to be expert at editing the video just put on your just record on the topic which you want put it on there there are templates you could put down some captions based on your um, knowledge and just push it online probably the first 10 videos might be difficult but believe me the next 50 videos will be way too easier um and and i think start uh, somebody who hasn't explored videos just start using videos even for your personal brand i mean everybody Who's doing something would have some background experience or some experience which is relatable to uh, to the product you are selling or the service you are selling. Try to create some thought leadership content around this. It's okay if it is if you think it is not that thought leadership content. Just start speaking, and probably from the feedback which you get from initial post, you you start creating more awesome content.
1: Yeah, I, so I think that that's some great advice to pe- for people that are looking to take the video game to the next level. Um, do you have any final takeaways for uh, for our audience? Um, so I think two things. Oh, one is focus on
0: short form of content. There is uh, today the TikTok. I mean, the, the audience for TikTok today is probably up to age thirty and thirty five. And you might think that my decision makers probably are not thirty five. And why would I want to be there? Uh, but, but believe me, I think within five years they'll be I mean your audience would be decision makers right within five to 10, ten years and and if you start to create content after 10 years you will have a tough uh, tough train to catch right I mean look at look at blog blogging right 10 years ago uh, what blogging was 10 years ago short form videos yesterday right It's yeah. not easy to rank on page one today uh, by writing blogs right? You got to do a lot of hard work, a lot of internal links, a lot of backlinks, um, a lot of scientific uh, evaluation of your content strategy. But to get views on TikTok today is relatively easier. Um, And if you could build that network, that community, or that uh, uh, your own audience, I think um, you could do a lot. And, And I'm not, I mean, Creators are normally doing it. I mean, it's really doing well in the B2C world. But B2B world is, I think it's, it has a lot to catch up. Um, and I think if you do it, think of it as what blogs were 10 years ago and start investing it today, and
1: you will see the benefits in the near future. If you want to get results in today's world on online marketing, you have to become a wizard and in the content game, and you have to focus on video. Rishi, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you, and I thank you for taking some of the time out your busy day. To uh, sit down with us here on the Conquer Local podcast. Um, if people want to continue the conversation, they want to reach out to you. How do they get a hold of you? I think
0: best is LinkedIn. Just search uh, Risha Pandari on LinkedIn and uh, Content Beta. You'll find me there. I'm happy to uh, talk to you even if you have doubts not related to
1: the business. Rish, I uh, hope you have a fantastic day. It was a pleasure getting to know you and chat with you. Love to have you back on at some time in the future here to continue talking about video. Have a fantastic week and a fantastic summer. Thank you, Jeff. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Now, it was a pleasure speaking to Rish Bhandari, CEO and founder here of Content Beta. Two key takeaways from his discussion include adapting to the decreasing attention span of viewers and the importance of repurposing content. To capture audience attention, marketers need to create short-form content that serves a diminished attention span influenced by platforms like TikTok and YouTube Shorts. Rich emphasized the need for concise and real product marketing content, avoiding stock images and videos. Instead, showcasing the actual product and its benefits is crucial. Simplifying complex products through user-friendly UI demonstrations is rather recommended. Content repurposing is a powerful strategy to reach new audiences. By reusing existing content and transforming it into different formats, such as short clips, marketers can increase engagement. Reach also highlights the importance of maintaining high production quality and monetizing educational content for SaaS companies. While measuring the direct impact of video content on conversions can be challenging, retention rates and customer engagement provide valuable insights. If you've enjoyed Risha's episode, discussing engaging customers through compelling content, keep the conversation going and revisit some of our older episodes from the archives. Check out episode 616, the evolution of B2B content marketing with Edward Parmalis or episode 339, leveraging branding content with Jared Mervs. Until the next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin, get out there and be awesome.
0: You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers,
1: Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.